0: You are listening to ReachMD XM 233 the channel for medical professionals. Today we are talking about presidential candidates and their health care proposals, and we're taking a lesson from Senator Hillary Clinton. Flashback to 1993 when Senator Clinton and the First Lady was in charge of trying to solve our health care crisis. There were 37 million people uninsured at the time, an alarmingly high number. Now there are 47 million people uninsured, and Senator Clinton wants to try again. Welcome to the Washington Health Report. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. My guest has been covering health care for the National Journal in Washington since the early 90s, back when Senator Clinton was working on health care issues for her husband's administration. Our guest has written extensively about Medicare, the uninsured, physicians' health policy, and won some prestigious awards to boot. Welcome to the show, Marilyn Werber Serafini.
1: Thanks, Paul. Nice to be here.
0: Nice to have you with us. So you were there. You were there back in that epic period where uh, Hillary Clinton was going to reform... The entire American health system and the upshot of the entire thing was just about nothing, as I recall.
1: That's, that's correct. And, and really, it was supposed to be a slam dunk back then. Everybody wanted this to happen. Party leaders were eager to proceed. Uh, public polls showed that the American people really wanted this. They were angry about health care costs. They were angry about the uninsured. It, it was supposed to happen. Um, but it didn't, and Hillary Clinton walked away with really a, a good amount of the blame.
0: Was it a radical proposal? Did it make sense? What happened? The need for reform seems so great. How could it not work?
1: The problem was really a matter of protocol. Uh, when the Clintons came into office, they they hadn't been in Washington before. They didn't have a lot of Washington experience, and what they traditionally what would happen uh, when a president wants. Uh, You know, the old saying, the president proposes and Congress disposes. The president is supposed to send his broad ideas to Congress. Congress um, writes out the details, and and everything is great, everybody's happy. But what the Clintons did is they came into the White House, and Hillary Clinton, she went behind closed doors. She had a huge task force of, of over 500 people, worked behind closed doors for six months, and came out with a 1300 uh, page overhaul plan, which many key members of Congress and stakeholders felt that they were left out of the development, out of the development of that process. And that's typically not the way Washington works.
0: You talked about this perception that it was this closed-door thing and so forth. Now, you've just written a big piece looking back at this for National Journal. Are we remembering it right, or has it, has it entered some mythical area where we, we've sort of forgotten what really happened?
1: Uh, Hillary Clinton herself, will tell you she's the first to say I have the battle scars to to show I didn't I didn't really understand the way Washington worked and she's the first to tell you that uh, she made some mistakes Um, she's also the first to tell you that she's been in Congress now for for six plus years and that she has learned these lessons and that she has changed her way of doing business in fact before even in late 1994 When the health care reform plan that she put out, it was clear that it was dead. It was clear that any other effort to save it or do something like it was dead. She came back. She realized that that what she had done was not going to fly, that people were angry. And she came back, and the House Ways and Means Committee basically said, "Your your proposal was dead. It's dead on arrival. We're going to do our own thing. And she turned around. At that point, she had already learned the lesson. She turned around, came back to the Ways and Means Committee, and it's then uh, old-fashioned great negotiator chairman, Dan Rostenkowski, and said, I'm going to work with you, and I'm going to support you. And she did. And they came close to getting something done, but in the end, it didn't work out.
0: Was it a good plan? I know there's probably a spectrum of opinions on that, but would it have been a good thing? How, How did people react to the content of it, given that the politics was was a mess?
1: Basically, it was a universal coverage plan, and it would have covered just about everybody. It would have been expensive. Uh, There were some requirements on employers. Either employers would offer insurance to their workers, or they would have to pay into some kind of a fund to help subsidize their coverage. And she created these things. They had many names. They were called health care purchasing alliances, purchasing cooperatives, whatever you want to call them, what they meant was people could join together, either individuals or businesses could come together to have the the purchasing leverage to lower costs on insurance.
0: So this is, uh, that was my recollection, that this is where these things sometimes get complicated, is you want to have some mechanism to prevent insurance companies from cherry-picking the healthy patients and uh, without making the rates for those who are not healthy uh, uh, impossibly high. Right. Could there have been another way to solve that? And are we still stuck with some kind of... Complex purchasing alliances or something to try to solve that problem
1: well it 's interesting that you say that, that you asked that question because much of what Hillary proposed in 93-94 is, is still on the table today, at least some of the elements, not, not exactly in the detail that she proposed it, but many of these elements are, are coming back today. In fact, the first major health care plan that passed any of the states is in Massachusetts last year with uh, then Governor mitt Romney and very, very big part of his plan, he has something called a connector. And the connector is where individuals and smaller employers can use that connector as a way to group these people together. And that's exactly what Senator Clinton was trying to do in the early 90s.
0: If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Washington Health Report on ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. We're talking to Marilyn Werber-Serafini, who covers health care policy for the National Journal, about the Hillary Clinton health care plan. It seems that most of the plans, pretty much everything being talked about in this campaign where health care is suddenly a huge issue again, rely on uh, leaving the insurance industry more or less intact and private insurers and em- employer provision and so forth. Is there is anybody talking about something that would get us outside of that system or do people feel like that's not politically uh possible.
1: I think that that word politically possible that's the key phrase here. Um there are many many politicians who would love to see a single payer type uh healthcare system something like Medi- Medicare, Medicare for all. all. There you go. Yep. But um everybody realizes that that that's uh political politically unfeasible. So you don't see it coming out from any of the candidates. Uh you don't it, most of the candidates don't have their plans out yet but you don't even hear hints of that. And, um, uh, again, especially with Hillary Clinton, you can hear as she talks, she is talking big health care, but even she doesn't talk about something like a Medicare for all.
0: Why do you think health care has come back in such a big way? I mean, it was a huge problem in 1993, and it has gotten worse all this time. Now it's, what, 14 years later And only now, all of a a sudden it's everywhere, but a year ago it was nowhere. What happened?
1: Well, you know, I disagree with you a little bit. In fact, if you look back at the last presidential election, health care was huge in the polls. It was absolutely huge. It was consistently the number two, occasionally number three issue in the polls. The reason that we didn't see it become a big issue in the campaigns was because of Iraq. Iraq continuously trumped. Healthcare in the polls, but what has made this a big issue and, and what makes it uh, the concern about health care is even greater today than it was in that 93, 94, uh, 92 era when people wanted something big done so badly and the reason that it's big again today and even perhaps even bigger is that the problem has actually gotten worse. One, as you mentioned in your introduction, there are more uninsured people, but Two, perhaps even a bigger problem is that the cost of health care has continually gone up so that it's now not only causing people to become uninsured, but those who have insurance. Everybody has felt their premiums go up, their co-payments increase, everything about their health insurance policy. If you're a working average middle-class person and you have insurance, you're wondering, next year during my open season, am I going to be able to afford to keep my health care? Even if my employer continues to offer it to me, am I going to be able to afford to keep it? If I need to change jobs, Will I have insurance? Will I be able to? So there, there's, this, there's this thing now called the worried insured. It's this whole class of people, and they're very concerned about keeping their insurance.
0: Right, and many middle class or maybe even upper middle class, uh, dependent on, on a job, or uh, particularly these days with so many layoffs and cutbacks and things, people who are very well set financially could suddenly find themselves with a very expensive personal insurance bill when they've lost a job.
1: Exactly right. And, and you know, today, if you look at the polls, Iraq is still number one. But health care is number two, and it's very strongly number two. Voters, early voter polls are showing that health care is the top domestic issue.
0: Now, has uh, Senator Clinton been able to do anything about health care in her time in the Senate? Has she done anything?
1: She absolutely has. In fact, when she came to the Senate uh... the first thing she did her very first speech on the senate floor was about health care and she had to be very careful she she knew she had to be careful because when she came to the senate there was a lot of concern from from her future senate colleagues that she was going to be more a show horse than a workhorse that she was going to try to take the spotlight on issues but what she did is she came in and she is now considered one of the smartest hardest working senators especially on health care She has been very intricately involved in legislation uh, to provide respite to to people who um, provide long-term care for chronically ill people. She's been very involved in in legislation to ensure newborn screenings for genetic disorders. Recently, she partnered with Congressman John Dingell, the chairman of the House Energy and Commerce Committee, on a bill to expand children's health care coverage under the uh, uh, S-CHIP program. Uh, which is being reauthorized this year by Congress. She has worked tirelessly on health information technology legislation. She's fought uh, Medicaid reductions. She's working on legislation to create a pathway to approve. A generic biologic drugs or a follow-on proteins, as they're sometimes so available. So
0: my question was, what is she, has she done much in the Senate? And your answer is yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, she now, really has. she has an open field. She's paved uh, the ground in to do something if she is elected uh, president. Will it be harder for the others to do something, or do you think whoever is elected will, will make some changes?
1: Well, I, I think that, you know, again, we have to look closely at the polls, and the polls say that the American public wants change. It, it helps a lot that the states have already started to work on these these comprehensive reform efforts. Some states have already passed them. So this brings us to a point where it looks as though, unless something major happens that's g- going to completely draw voter attention away from health care, health care is going to be a big issue in the election. And just about any candidate that comes out of this is going to be paying attention to it. Even the Republican candidates, you've got your leading Healthcare is traditionally considered a democratic issue. Every Democrat is gonna have a lot to say about health care. What makes Hillary Clinton a little bit different is that she has a fairly strong track record on health care. Some of the other candidates, you know, some of the other leading candidates, Barack Obama, he's still relatively new to the Senate. He doesn't have much of a record
0: formulating a plan, perhaps, besides the fact that uh, he's not talking about it
1: yet. Exactly, exactly. He's starting to talk about it, and he will have a plan. And Senator Edwards, he he was the first to come out with a big plan on health care. But again, he served one term in the Senate, just recently left the Senate, And, uh, again, he doesn't have much of a track record on these issues.
0: We're going to have to leave it right there. We're out of time, but you have certainly opened up my eyes to, uh, you know, looking back at Hillary Clinton's health care plan and what she might do if elected. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Our guest, Marilyn Werber Serafini of the National Journal. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. You have been listening to the Washington Health Report on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. If you have comments and questions, send us an email at xm
1: at reachmd.com. And thanks for listening.